Welcome to the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. My name is Lauren Fulton. I'm a full-time teacher author and seller on Teachers Pay Teachers, and I help other teacher entrepreneurs grow their TPT businesses in a way that's purposeful and sustainable. So if you're looking for actionable, step-by-step ways to grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to season four of the Rebranded Teacher Podcast. I am so excited. I can't even believe that I'm saying that. We've been doing this for quite a while and we're walking into year four. So we've done this 2021, 2022, 2023, and we're here for another year. I'm really excited about this brand new series that we've got going on this year. We're starting the year off with a bang and that we're doing some coaching calls. So I reached out to the TPT community, the Rebranded Teacher community, and asked them like, who needs help with their business goals in 2024? And talked to so many different TPT business owners who had a variety of goals for their TPT business and were walking through them together one by one here on the podcast. And we're starting this week with Chandra Henry. Chandra has the TPT store Quintessential Achievers. She's absolutely incredible. I've known her for quite a while. She's part of Rebranded Teacher Academy and has been for quite some time. One of her big goals for the 2024 year is to focus on driving traffic to her TPT store. And so that's what we're going to be doing today. Now I'm going to go ahead and tell you that the podcast is going to be the coaching call that I have recorded between myself and Chandra. But if you want to see the audit that I do on her TPT store, we're going to be having audits that go alongside these podcast episodes. And those are going to be on YouTube. So you can go to YouTube, just search Lauren Fulton, or you can click on the link down inside of the description and you can find the full video there. But I'm really excited for this because in this new series, we're going to be looking at people's TPT stores. We're going to be answering the questions that they have and helping them meet their 2024 goals. And I know that someone listening today has the same goal as Sean Rizier, and that is to drive traffic to your TPT products. So I cannot wait for you guys to meet. Chandra. Hey, Chandra, how are you? Hi, I'm good, Lauren. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here talking to you. I've known you for quite a while. You've been a member of RTA. You've been part of small group coaching within RTA. So I'm pretty familiar with a lot of what you do and your store and everything like that. But I'm really excited to talk to you today and kind of dive into a newer, I don't want to say problem, but like a newer hurdle within your TPT business. So why don't you start by, even though I know a lot about you, why don't you start by telling everybody a little bit about your TPT journey so far, how long you've been selling, what your niche is. Okay. So I started TPT in July when COVID hit and I had to make a lot of my own resources for my online classes. So that's where I kind of started making it because I also had more time because we were at home. I didn't have travel and commuting and all that kind of things. And then my husband was like, you should just sell it on TPT. You're already making it. You should sell on TPT. And I was like, okay. And I thought, you know, I'll just make $5, $6 a week, you know, something to go buy a Starbucks coffee, like a lot of us, you know, started. And then being the person I am. And then I said, okay, if I could make this much this month, next month, I wanted to make higher and higher and, you know, setting that expectation higher and higher. And so that's why I'm kind of just want to keep going higher, I guess. So I've been in it. Yeah. So this is like three and a half years now. I'm a special education teacher. So my niche is for special ed teachers. And I started making my own stuff because I didn't find what I needed that my kids needed. So that's why I started making resources for my kids. And then Hopefully that's how I can kind of stand out from the other special education TPC sellers. Yeah, absolutely. And your stuff is really unique in that it's each resource has like diversified versions, like pre- 
built into the product and then broken down in such a way that that most people wouldn't do it, not only for gen ed, but most people don't even break it down that far for special education. So your resources are really there to meet a need in the market that exists and, and you make fantastic high quality products. So I'm really excited to kind of talk to you today. So tell us a little bit about your goals for 2024 and what you feel is your biggest obstacle when it comes to meeting those goals. Okay. So my goal is to drive more traffic to my store because I feel like once a teacher comes to a product that I've created or to my store, they like what I've made, but I'm trying to get people to come to my store. Like my biggest seller, I was looking at the data before I got on the call and my highest paid product view is 4,318, which I think is really small, especially when you look at like when you look at data and you want that statistically significant page views. And I feel like, and that's only like only a handful that's above a thousand views. So I really want to push more products out there and get more traffic to my store. It's definitely one of my goals. And also the other one was to, to fill in the gaps. Like I have some months where I do really well in like coming to November and December, my lowest months. And I know this Thanksgiving break one week, two weeks in December for winter break, but I still want to keep my sales more consistent over each month. Yeah. So drive traffic and build some more consistency with your income, which, you know, taking care of the traffic driving will help to build more consistent income because you're able to consistently drive traffic to those resources that may not already have some traction in the search engine. So one of the things that I want to do real quick is I want to take a look at your store because when we're talking about driving traffic, one of the first places that we want to look is we want to look at driving traffic from within TPT. We want to look at whether or not your products are search engine optimized, we kind of want to look at all of those things. And if you're listening on the podcast, then what we'll do is we'll take a look and then we'll kind of come back and do a little recap, but you can watch the full audit on the YouTube channel. But that way, because I know you can't see as you're driving, you can't watch it. We'll have that available on YouTube, but we'll kind of do a little recap here, but we're going to take a look at your store together real quick. So we took a look at your store. Everything looked great. Your covers were looking wonderful. Your resources looked great. You're using the appropriate keywords. One of the things that we talked about, though, is we did talk about taking the keywords and making sure that the keywords that you've handpicked for your title, that you're using those inside of your snippet as well. Because a lot of times we go in, we do a quick change real quick with the title, and then we forget to do that inside of the snippet. So going in, making sure they're all in there, kind of doing that quick check from time to time. I just went in this last week and actually did that in my store where I was like, oh my goodness, like half the keywords that I put inside of my title are totally missing from my snippet. And sometimes you just kind of have a blind spot when you're working and then you come back to and you're like, what was I thinking? Right. And just going back in and really nailing Mm -hmm. those basics. We talked about kind of revisiting some of the older covers and making sure that as beautiful as they are, they have relevant value grabs on them. And anyone listening wants to learn more about what we talked about, you can go and watch. But I want to talk now about now that we've talked about driving traffic from within TPT, let's talk about driving traffic from outside of TPT, because I know that's really going to be your main focus for 2024. Tell me because in the pre coaching call form that you filled out questionnaire, you said, I've tried a lot of different things. Tell me what you've tried. Talk to me about that a little bit. Okay. So I've tried like Instagram reels, like highlighting the products and say, you know, go to my bio link. And and I've tried with free ones to try and get them to the store. I've 
done Facebook ads and I've done email marketing as well. Okay. So those are the three things. The three, yeah, because I don't blog, so I don't have a blog. So it's mainly those three. So let's talk about those three because they're all great ways to drive traffic. With each one, can you tell me a little bit about the hiccup that you ran into that made you think like, okay, this is just not going the way that I want it to go? Okay, so Instagram probably is my favorite thing to make, but it does not bring me any traffic. No one's buying anything. It's also the most time consuming to make those videos. And then Facebook ads, I've used it to get like a lead magnet to get my email subscribers. And I've also used it to drive traffic to my store. But it's always been a paid product. And Lauren, I think you said one of the calls that I've had with you, you said don't do it for free products, like do it for paid products. So I've just started one this week on Monday with a paid product. So I'm going to see how that goes. But before that, it's always been a free product. And you're like, why do it on a free product? You won't get anything. But I do have like a buy this bundle in the free products. Yeah. So I do have like an upsell in the free product. But and then email marketing, I did a email collaboration with a group of kindergarten teachers or lower primary teachers or lower elementary teachers. And I think that was not a good idea for me because they weren't all special needs teachers, although some of my products can be used in kindergarten. But so I have this huge list of subscribers, but they're not opening the emails or anything like that. So I need to find a way to clean that out. So I'm doing another one now with just special ed teachers. So I'm hoping this one would give me the subscribers that I really want to interact with and engage with. And hopefully that will lead to going to my store and buying some products, hopefully. So my emails have brought a handful of people to my store because I've always have something that I just get them back to my store, to, to my TPT store, but not necessarily sales. But I'm hoping with this new collab that I'm doing, it'll have the niche that I'm actually working with and hopefully have better results with that one. So let's talk about this for a minute. I think immediately right away, I want to say like, probably your goal for 2024 should not be to master all three of those things, right? Let's pick one or two. Mm -hmm. And you said Instagram is your least favorite. That's also my least favorite. So let's just chunk that one. Let's just pretend like it doesn't exist for right now. Okay. And let's talk about email marketing and Facebook ads, because I think that those are two things that pair really, really nicely together. But I think that you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about you've got this large email list and how many, how many people are on your email list? Right now it's 7,000, but only 3,000 are opening the emails. And then I think it's like 2.5% that actually click on any of the links I have in there. Okay. So first of all, those numbers are not bad. Okay. Those are not bad numbers where I do like to aim closer for like a 50% open rate, but 3000 out of 7,000, I mean, we're, we're getting really close to there. So that's not bad. Okay. However, we obviously do want to clean that list. Like you said, your resources can be used for both, but you are trying to like optimize that list and make sure it's truly your ideal target audience. And it's not bringing in the sales that you want, right? So we're ultimately, we're not getting the end goal that you want. So I think the very first thing that I would do is I would start some sort of series, that's designed to prune your list. And I wouldn't just do one email. I would do multiple emails, maybe a series of 10 emails that are specifically geared toward teachers who teach special ed students or special ed teachers. I wouldn't totally nix the population of teachers who perhaps have a mixed classroom and could still really benefit from your resources. But I would start with that series of maybe 10 emails over the course of 10 weeks. And I would specifically make sure your subject lines are like, do you have special ed students? 
or how many special ed students do you teach or something like that. That's really speaking directly to that target customer or teaching sped students in the gen ed classroom, something like that. And then what we're going to do is anybody who does not open that series of 10 emails, like they haven't opened any of those 10 emails, we're going to just say goodbye to those people. You can put them on a re-engagement sequence. You can put them like on a five email sequence where it's like, do you teach special ed? If so, click this button and it'll add you back in. Like you can kind of do that if you want to, but I would say 10 is plenty. You're still going to be able to be marketing those special ed resources. You're still going to be able to talk specifically to your audience of people, but we're not going to like beat around the bush. Like we only want them to open these emails if they have special ed students or interested in special ed products. And then after that, we're going to prune the list. So what that's going to do is it's going to kind of give you a little bit of a clean slate with the audience that you already have with your existing audience. It's going to reestablish who you are, what you do, and that's going to kind of give you a good basis to add in these new people that you've got coming in, right? For this new collaboration. Mm -hmm. The second thing that it's going to do is it, it makes it really difficult to run, at least in my experience, I'm not a Facebook ads expert, but in my experience, it does make it really difficult to run a successful Facebook ad if I don't have an audience of people to pull from that I know specifically are my ideal customers. So I know that everybody on a specific list of people within my math list, like I know all of those math people, they are interested in math products, specifically fifth grade through algebra two. I have it further segmented into people who are just interested in middle school, just interested in high school, and just interested in fifth, sixth, right? So if I'm wanting to run a targeted Facebook add to grow my fifth, sixth list, then I can pull specifically from that group of customers, that group of people that I know are interested in fifth, sixth, and I can tell Facebook to run a lookalike ad to those people, right? But if I have a mixture of people and I'm not sure who is special ed, who's gen ed, who's interested, who's not, it makes it a lot harder for my Facebook ads to be successful. So pruning that list, really getting it down to these are the people who are most active, most engaged on my email list. I know that these are my people. Now I can use those people to target on Facebook because you're going to have the same issue if you run a lookalike audience from TPT, because like you said, your resources can be found by people who are Jeanette, right? So you have no way of knowing whether or not that lookalike audience from your TPT pixel is going to be effective on Facebook ads. You also don't really know about Instagram because there could be so many different people following you from Instagram and you're not really sure if they're all special ed. So having that on for your email list is a really, really nice basis for running those Facebook ads. So I think that that's where I'd start. I'd start with pruning that list down, adding in these new people. And I think if if anybody's listening, I think that this is just a really great example of how participating with the wrong group of people to grow your email list isn't going to necessarily benefit you. Like just having 7,000 people on your email list is not going to make you have a successful TPT store. You actually have to fill it with the right people and having 500 people that are special ed can be way more impactful than having 5,000 people who aren't, you know? So I think that you're going to see a big difference when, once you've collabed with these newer people. So I'm excited that you're doing that. And then once you've pruned that list, 
Then moving on into Facebook ads. I like what you're doing running Facebook ads to grow your email list. I've seen a lot of success with it. I really love it. And I would say that, yeah, if you're going to give away something for free, only give it away in exchange for an email address. Don't direct traffic to TPT and give them a free product because you get, chances are you get nothing out of it because they may not follow your store. They may not, you know, ever purchase anything from you. They may just download the freebie and then you've spent all this money, right? And then you have no way of tracking like whether or not it was successful other than looking at the number of downloads. So if you're going to do a free product, always in exchange for an email. And if you are driving traffic to your TPT store, definitely always driving traffic to a paid product. So I'm going to be curious how that turns out for the paid product. Did you choose a seasonal item out of curiosity? I did. Yeah, it was for my Halloween math products. Yes. I love it. I so love it. Be running. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So I would say keep doing those two things. If you continue to go alternate back and forth, which is what I do, I alternate back and forth between Facebook ads for lead collection and Facebook ads for product sales. I usually like lead collection better. (laughs) I really do because I feel like I get more bang for my buck with that versus like running it to a paid product. I I make a little bit of money, but it's not enough for me to be like, yeah, that was worth it. But you know, at the end, if I'm like, oh, you know, I spent $300 and I got 800 leads, I'm really happy with that, right? So yeah, I would continue to do those two things. And then the other thing is, tell me about how often you're emailing your list. Talk to me about what you're sending them on a regular basis. Right now, I'm on least sending an email once a month at the beginning of the month. And usually there is a free resource in the email as well. Because when I first started it, when I didn't know better, I kind of had a lead magnet that says, join my, you know, subscribe to my email. You get a freebie every month. So I'm trying to slowly phase that out and take it off my TOU pages and stuff like that. But so for now, I'm only doing it once a month. And yeah. And somehow it somehow always coincides like with a sale that's coming up or, yeah. or a freebie. But, but then with the freebie, I always have like a paid product in there as well. But, okay. Yeah, I'm learning. I'm still learning email. You're, you're learning. So first of all, you're doing good because you're emailing them. So let's just say like, that's good. We're emailing them. We're not ignoring them. For sure, immediately, tomorrow, like I mean, as soon as you get off the call, pick the day. What day of the week am I going to send them an email every single week? You're going to notice that your open rates are going to go up when you email them every week. A lot of times you would think that that would be the opposite, that the more you email them, yeah. the less they're going to open. But the more you email them, the more they recognize you the more they want to open your email. So you're going to notice that your your open rates are going to go up after a couple of months for sure. Your unsubscribers are going to go up, which is good because you want them to leave, right? And then you're also going to notice that your conversion rates and your click-through rates for those paid products are going to go up because in those three other emails that you're sending during the month, we're absolutely not putting a freebie in there. So that's part of the problem right now is that you've got this paid product, but it's alongside of a free product. Well, if I walk into a store and you've got two booths sitting in front of me, one of them is the free sample booth. The other one is an infomercial kind of thing, right? It's the guy with the mom who's showing you how cool the mop is. And then there's this lady over here who's handing out like free pizza samples. I'm absolutely going to the free pizza sample, right? Like that's the one that I'm going to. I'm going to go grab (laughs) that free pizza sample. And I'm going to walk past the guy with the mop as 
I'm eating my pizza. However, if I walk in and there's only one person that's calling for my attention, like, man, come over here, come over here. Listen, I'm a sucker for a QVC type infomercial about a mop. Do I mop my own floor? No, I do not. Like most of the time, but will I watch somebody else mop a floor? Yes, I will. And if I don't have anything else to distract me, I'll take a peek over at what he's doing. Like I'll absolutely take a look. And I think that that's what happens is when we get our newsletter and we're sending like, here's a freebie here and here's something to think about here and here's something to do over here. And oh, and here's this paid product. Even if we do a really great job with the sales pitch, even if our copy is spot on, all of that stuff is right there. We're still giving them something to distract themselves with. That's not going to cost them a cent. So that's going to impact my sales. I hear you on like, be true to your word. If it's still on your paperwork, if it's still on that, a freebie every month, like continue to send that to them. There are other things that you can do. We actually talked about this inside of RTA. I don't know if you were there a few weeks ago, but I did send a like a recap out. So you probably saw it. If you promise that to your email list, a really great way to get out of that is to write a blog post. Now I know you said you don't have a blog. It's okay. Create a Canva website. <laughs> put a little Canva website up, have a freebie for each month of the year. And we had somebody in RTA who promised a freebie for each week. Like every single week was a freebie. Put up a blog post for, and if you're listening and you have a blog, put it on a blog and do a freebie for each month or a freebie for each week. Put it all in one blog post. You can even make this, if you have any amount of traffic that you're gonna be driving to this, you can make this sponsor. You can make people pay you to put their freebie on your blog. And you can say like, I'm going to be periodically sending traffic to this. If you want to pay five, 10, 15, 20, 25, $50, like depending on how much traffic you have, right? Per spot, there's going to be a call to action to go download your freebie and follow your store. And I'm going to be driving traffic to this periodically. So then all of a sudden you're getting paid to do the thing that you no longer want to do inside of your own business. The thing that's taking money away from your business is now something that's making you money and you're relieved of that obligation. So periodically you can say like, Hey, if you want a freebie every month, go check out this blog post that I have over here or go check out this Canva website or go check out this post right here. You can see where I've broken it down and you can get one freebie for every single month of the year. There's some of my favorite freebies on TPT. Go check that out. So that's one way to kind of get yourself out of that while still fulfilling your obligation because it is kind of hard if you have that out there and you've put something like that in in every single you know spot like every flyer that's inside of all of your products it yeah. kind of makes it a little bit tough right but that's yeah. one way that you can kind of get yourself out of that good idea yeah any other questions for me yes with the email because i'm still at school like weekly is kind of a lot for me at the moment can i just do it like twice a month this is your business you can do it any way you want to twice a month is definitely better than once a month i'm always going to tell people that emailing once a week is going to be at least what's best i think if it were me i would try to find a way to write your emails faster so that you can send four emails a month. And that could be going to chat GPT and asking it to give you email prompts for a certain topic. Can you give me 10 email marketing ideas or 10 blog? You can even ask for blog post ideas and it'll kind of give you like maybe jumpstart that a little bit more in integrating special ed students or accommodating special ed students within a genetic classroom. Take a look at the topics that it gives you and pick, you know, three or four of those, write something really quick, link to a product and then move on. You know, it doesn't have to be anything like big. These don't have to be long emails. They can be really short. You can even have the other two emails out of the month just be something as simple as, have you seen these products? These have revolutionized the way that I've taught this particular skill in the classroom by doing A, B, C, and D. 
you can check them out here. I mean, something really simple. Doesn't even, doesn't have to be informational. It can just be a direct sales, really, really simple. Let yourself off the hook for that. And it can just be a direct call to action. But if you can only manage two a month, two a month is still better than one a month for sure. Okay. All right. I guess I'm always hesitant, but time was a huge factor, but I'm always like, I don't want to bother the subscribers, I guess, but I don't know mm-hmm. now that because I have the TPT seller hat on, so I'm seeing those emails in a very different perspective and just like not another email delete 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 kind of thing and that could just be because now i know why they're doing it i'm like i'm not going to read this you know i'm just (laughs) deleting those emails well, that's um, me too. But- it's hard because we look at those things and we put on that TPT seller hat and we kind of see those marketing emails a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Delete, 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 delete. I'm not reading any of those. <laughs> but one of the reasons that we yeah. do that, Chandra, is because we don't need any of their products. Mm-hmm. We're already making right. the products that we need. Mm-hmm. So it's not relevant to us. But that's not the same as not true for your audience. I mean, I can tell you I've stopped driving traffic within the last like three weeks now. I've not driven a stitch of traffic to my TPT store via email and driving it all to my Shopify store. And I can know exactly how much money that email marketing is making me. And I'm telling you, it is a thousand percent worth it to be emailing them to the point where I'm like, I'm now emailing them twice a week. Like I'm going to email them more. You know what I mean? Like, and open rates are not decreasing. Click through rates, sales are not decreasing. None of that. People are interested in what you have to say. They're interested in the products that you have to sell. And I think sometimes we have to kind of just see it through that different lens of I'm not interested in what other, this other TPT seller is selling because I'm already making the stuff that I love, right? right? So I'm not really interested in that. There's also a little bit, at least in my mind, when I'm opening it up, it's like uh, there's a hesitancy to read some of that, especially if they're in the same niche as me, because I'm like, mm, you know, I don't want to like steal any of their ideas. I don't want to like be snooping. You kind of feel like snoopy, but there's none of that apprehension with your actual customers. Like they don't, they're not thinking okay. about any of that stuff. Yeah. Well, Chandra, this has been so great to talk to you. I'm excited. You're going to have to get back with me in a few months and let me know how this goes. So prune the list, write a series of emails to get them all pruned off. For sure, if you're doing one email a month, do not do 10 whole emails. Like that would take you 10 months to get that list pruned. Make that a holiday thing, a holiday project to get those out. But yeah, so send those out, get it pruned, see how things happen after you have this new collaboration. Continue to do the Facebook ads, but with the refined, you know, lookalike audience and just consistently send them emails. I think you're going to see a really big difference in your traffic to TPT for sure. I do have one question with the pruning series. Should I just do it with the current subscribers that I have and not include the ones that I'm getting through the new co-op since I know those are most likely special education teachers. I would send it out to everyone because that's going to keep you from having to send two different emails to everyone. But one of the things that you can do is you can, all these new subscribers that you're getting, they should have a specific tag when you import them. So that when you go to prune your list, you can say anyone who hasn't opened an email in the last 10 weeks or opened any of these last 10 emails or opened anything, like you can put it in a funnel, right? Anyone who hasn't opened any of these emails in the funnel, pull them off, except the people who have this tag. So if they come in after you've started, that's assuming that they're coming in after you've started that 10 email series, right? That they're coming in maybe halfway through or something. If they've gone through the entire thing and they haven't opened it, 
pull them off too because they're not active. Well, thank you so much, Chandra. I sure appreciate you being here. Where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. That's probably where you'll find me most, Quintessential Achievers. Or email me at quintessentialachievers at gmail.com. Awesome. And we'll post a link down in the show notes in the description to that and to your TPT store as well. If anybody's interested in checking out your incredible special education resources, because they really are wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Chandra. Thank you, you, Lauren. Thanks so much for being here. Again, if you want to see the audit of Chandra's TPT store, you can go to YouTube, visit the link down inside of the description, and you can go and watch that short audit of her TPT store to get more information and to see some of the things that we talked about. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to that channel as well, because I put out the video version of all the podcasts on YouTube too. And you don't want to miss that. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. Come talk about it inside of the Rebranded Teacher community on Facebook. Thanks so much for being here for season four. I cannot wait to share more of these coaching calls with you. And I will see you right back here next week. If you want to learn more and grow more with me, then you can find me inside of Rebranded Teacher Academy. Rebranded Teacher Academy is a low cost monthly membership that gives you access to my entire course and content catalog from courses for brand new TPT sellers like Selling 101 to more advanced sellers inside of strategic growth, Ditch the Overwhelm, a quick start library where you can pick any topic that you would like to learn more about, watch a short video, and then a immediately implement what you learned with a corresponding workbook. But what RTA members tend to love most are the monthly challenge and strategy sessions where every single month I give you step-by-step strategies that you can implement inside of your business in the form of a fun monthly challenge that helps you move your business forward every single month. If you want to learn more about Rebranded Teacher Academy and how you can become a member, you can find more about that down inside of the description. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love if you would share about it on social media and help other TPT sellers find it too. I'll see you right here next week.